Welcome to Take 10 with Kathy Nimmer, a chance for you to meet the new hires joining TSC. We certainly hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go with another great chance to meet a person joining this district. I had such a nice time visiting um, this class, the classroom of this individual a couple weeks ago, and I can't wait for you to meet her. So today's guest is Bridget Sharp. Bridget, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Tell everybody what you teach and where you teach. Okay. I teach at Burnett Creek Elementary. Obviously, this is my first year here. Um, I am a special education teacher. I teach students with emotional and behavioral disabilities in a self-contained classroom. This is actually my 25th year teaching students with those needs. And so where did that begin? Why did you want to become a teacher and how did, how did your journey play out? I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I think when growing up, I grew up in um, a home where my parents were divorced and um, there was some trauma and some, some things that went on that made me realize that some kids at school are not okay, even if they look like they're okay. And I think I always knew that those were the kids that I needed to reach out to. And when I was in middle school, the teacher in our building that taught the students with emotional disabilities invited me to her classroom one day just to be nice to me. And I think that's when it clicked. I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. And when I graduated high school, I went straight to Purdue for that degree. And that's what I've done ever since. I'm wondering how you protect your heart and how you keep yourself going because as, as amazing as that is, it has to be draining to, to be the, the person that the students who've been through trauma and, and don't know how to process that and act out in behavior, how they deal with it. How do you take care of you through all of that? Yeah, that can be tricky at times. Um, I've had to stop myself a few times and remember that um, my family needs me and I need to you know be there for my family. Um, because I want to just give everything I have to my students. And I had a wonderful psychiatrist I worked with at one time who told me that, you know, the students are going to lash out at me and they're going to say really terrible things to me sometimes. And it was hurtful in the beginning. And she told me that they're going to do that to you because they know you love them and they know you're not going to walk away and you're still going to be there tomorrow. They can't say those things to other people because they will you know, walk away from them or leave them. So every day I remember that when someone says something hurtful or calls me, you know, I was called a Karen the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that um, they feel comfortable with me. That's why they feel like they can be themselves around me. And I just have been able to internalize that and not dwell on it. Um, there are times though that are hard when there are things that happen to kids and I have no control over it or I can't help them. And that is hard, but I'm a pretty spiritual person. So I do a lot of praying and meditating about that. The kids, just for a point of clarity for our listeners who might not be familiar, the kiddos who come to you have a diagnosed disability of, uh, of emotional or behavioral disability. So it's not just that you get a kid who say, whose house just burned down and they're upset about it. Those 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 
instant situations aren't your kids. They're more patterns. Is that correct? Correct. Um, the students that I have have a diagnosed educational disability because their behaviors, their emotional concerns are getting in the way of their learning and their learning is actually affected by it. Because there are plenty of teachers who will come to me and say, hey, I've got a kid for you. And, you know, but the kid is doing great in school. They're just, you know, having some behavioral issues. So my students are not learning because of their emotional or behavioral needs. And most of my kids are at level or above level ability wise. They're really smart kiddos and they just have circumstances going on in their lives out of their control. And the structure and the routine that we can provide here at school is kind of just what they need. So what does breakthrough look like for those kids? So is it, are you seeking the time when they can learn in spite of the, the baggage that they carry or what, what does that look like? Yes. My goal is when they come to me, we're going to equip them with all kinds of coping strategies, uh, anything that we think will work for each kid. And it's different for each kiddo, but things that we can tools, we can give them and we practice while they're with me. And as they move through my program and show their behavior management level is improving, then we practice doing those things outside of my classroom. I have a student right now who is going to his specials like music and PE and art with his class, his first grade class now, because he's shown that he can do that. So he's practicing those skills there, but he's still with me the majority of the day. And then eventually we'll add more and more and more time for him. And then he'll be able to manage his emotions and behaviors in a gen ed classroom. That's the ultimate goal right there. So I bet you love hearing a report from that art teacher that a, a student like that did a great job and behave not you know behaved well and did the assignment. I bet that's an amazing feeling. Yes, I not that I'm trying to you know brag on my students, but usually my students when they participate outside of my classroom, they are the best behaved students because they know what my expectation is. So if we have a convocation or something where they're joining, they usually get so many compliments and I'll hear about it. Mrs. Sharp, your students were so well behaved and I'm, they know the expectation and they know that they, you know, they want to please themselves and they want, they want me to be proud of them as well. I, having been in your room, I'm not, I'm actually not surprised by that. Uh, you have a gift of, of creating this warmth and this aura of, uh, uh, of unity and just this this spirit of communion in, in a sense like you you guys are not separate people in that room you are you are very uh joined together and and so it doesn't surprise me that they want to behave for themselves and for you at the same time is that what you would identify as your greatest gift that you bring to the classroom definitely i feel like we are a family and the kids know that they know and they'll stick up for each other. They'll look out for each other. Um, when one of them's having a difficult time, they're learning to ignore that because they know when they're in that situation, they don't want someone bothering them or laughing at them. So they're really good about um, sticking together. And that's, that is huge for me. When I came here, there wasn't a lot of that for these kiddos. They weren't, um, 
They didn't go outside of the, this classroom to do things as a group. And when I presented that to my principals and said, you know, if I come here, I really want my class as a group to get to go and do things. So as a group, I take my class. We also go to art and music and PE as a class. And the specials teachers were a little nervous about that at first, but I assured them it's going to be great. And they now just love it. Uh, my students love it. The teachers love working with them. And again, it's because we're like a little family. It's like a little mini field trip for our family every day that we get to take together. So that is definitely my number one is that everybody in this room feels like they're part of this family. And so if you look at this first nine weeks, would you say that is that a standout thing that you are proud of the most um, that, that the kiddos are are going out more um, or, or what else stands out to you? Yes, they when when I came, I think there was there was a lot of change in teachers and people that were working with them. And when I came, they I think they thought that was going to happen again. And once they saw, oh, man, she's not leaving. And I stuck around and we've worked through this. They have responded so well. Um, I met with a parent tonight and just she just went on and on about how well her kiddo's doing at home now, too, because his day isn't such chaos that when he gets home after school, he's calm and can reflect on his day with her and have a great evening. Um, I have kids that in the beginning really did not like me because they didn't like the rules and the structure that I put in place, but now they love it. And they'll, you know, we had Magnificent Monday on Monday and one of my students said our classroom is magnificent because of Mrs. Sharp. And I said, well, it's magnificent because we're all working together. And that's, that's just huge for them to see that somebody will root for them and, you know, see the good in them because for so many, for many years for these kids, you know, only the negative things have been pointed out to them. So, so yeah, we're just, we're loving every minute of it. Oh my, I, I just have chills. Bridget, it is our, our privilege to have you here in TSC. And I'm just thrilled to have gotten to know you. Um, feel like I gained a friend and we gained an absolutely astounding educator who is making such a difference. So thank you for coming to us and for taking time tonight to talk on this podcast. Well, it was my pleasure. That's it for this episode of Take 10 with Kathy Nimmer. I hope you like what you heard. Remember, the true meaning in life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. Go plant those trees, and I'll see you again next week.